yo, yo. What is good, baby? Shot calling back in the building. Well, hope everybody's having a great, great day. And it's still finals. We are 2 1. We've got a series now. We saw the Bucks rise up and do what they needed to do. Giannis Atatikupo, back to back 40 bombers. He has looked stellar these last two games. Yes, he but has. before we get to all that, let me introduce my guys. First, producer Tim, Timmy Diesel in the building. What's going on? What's up, guys? How we doing? Excited to be back here doing this thing. You know? Yes, sir. Been a bit since we had uh, since we got our uh, was available to be together. So I'm excited. Absolutely. And I can't go without my man, my boy, my brother, my ace Buku, my number one. Joshua Odellis, Varelis, Montellis, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Man, I feel like I've been gone forever. I took a a two-episode hiatus, man, and I feel like I just needed to be back. So here we are talking NBA Finals. You guys, man, and I was was a little salty. I couldn't get on, um, but listening to you guys talk, uh, last week was was made me antsy, so I'm glad we're doing the show tonight. I'm ready to get Man. it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, gentlemen, it's NBA Finals time. Uh, the Suns jumped out to a 2-0 lead in the series, holding home court, protecting the Valley. Suns in four. <laughs> <laughs> First game won. They win 118-105. Game two, they win 118-108. But last night, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the Bucks rose up. Drew Holiday showed up. Chris Middleton showed up. And Giannis, as a two-time MVP should, put the team on his back and showed up with another 40-point game. That's back-to-back. 40-point games for Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Bucks win 120-100. Gentlemen, we now have a series. We now have something we can call a finals. It's not going to be a sweep. The Bucks looked really good last night. Tim, I want to get your impression of what was the difference between game one and game two where the Bucks looked stagnant and stale to last night where they looked like the Bucks that we wanted to see from from 2019 to now. They look like those Bucks. They did look like those Bucks. I think it's the fact that Giannis got some help. Um, you know, you mentioned Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were big. They combined for 39 points, 12 rebounds, and 15 assists as the two of them. But Bobby Portis came in game 11 and 8. Pat Connaughton had 8 points off the bench. He played 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so Giannis didn't have to play the whole game. He only played 37 minutes. Um you could just see they just something was different in them. Uh, you know, that second quarter, they just took over. And it felt like the second quarter kind of was like the difference in the game. So yeah. I think it just was kind of ever since that fourth quarter in game two, Giannis has just tapped into this, what we've wanted to see, like you said. And that makes all the difference for them, man. He has been on another level and that makes this team pretty dangerous, obviously. So, you know. Coach Budenholzer, we made fun of for quite a bit for not making any adjustments. He is making some finally. And what do you yeah. know? The Bucks are playing in this, and it's been a, it's been a blast. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and <clears throat> two of the things that I've kind of noticed um, is, is defensively, they're getting good stretches out of Pat Connaughton and P.J. Tucker. Uh, Pat Connaughton has played outstanding defense, which and when he started that series, man, he was getting switched on Chris Paul, and you could see the deer in the headlight look like, oh, shit, I got, I got, I got the point guard in front of him. Like, like, he did not look like he was ready for those switches. But, like, game three, I mean, he seemed to play Chris Paul fairly well in the switch, and I think that's helped a lot. And I, and I think that his, it's helped his confidence a lot to know that, oh, man, I can stay in front of him and do these things. Uh, P.J. Tucker, we've talked about it already before, dude. Like, like it is it is so valuable to have a guy that can guard one through five and be able to switch and do different things. Um, I, I, I mean, he's he's been incredible defensively in the series. So, um, Joshua Dallas, well, what did what did you see here uh, in this game three uh, Bucks win? Well, uh, a couple things. Um, I've always said when Giannis plays true to his strengths, you know, he's pretty hard to stop. And what I mean by that is him being around the basket and him using his size, his strength, and his speed to get to the basket. And if you watched that game last night, um, he did take two three-pointers. But other than that, like everything he shot was close to the basket. Mm -hmm. Um, He also was attacking to where he got fouled, and he was at the free throw line, and he made some free throws. So I want to say 13 of 17, um, you know, for him, that's – Amazing. That's what, 76%? Imagine if Giannis shot 76% for a season, you know, at the free throw line. I mean, he was struggling a while, but to be able to get to the line 17 times and you knock down 13 of them, um, you know, that's that's going to be tough to beat. And because he was so active around the basket and he was able to get the spots, anytime they were able to close in or they were trying to maybe double him, which – uh, that didn't happen much either. He was able to kick the ball out. And like Tim said, he had helped. Guys were making shots. I want to say there was a stretch where uh, Connington and uh, Holiday hit like five threes. And they went on like a 26 to four or 26 to six run uh, late in the game when the game was only when there was only like a four point game. And they just they just swung it wide open. And it was and it was literally like knock down, knock down. I drive in, kick it out, knock down. I think uh, Connington missed one. Got it out the holiday, ho, knocked it down, and they got it back to Connington in the corner. He knocked it down, and a four-point lead went to 18. Like it was nothing, and that was pretty much the ball game. Uh, yeah. But we all know, man, I mean, the Bucks. everybody says the Bucks are, you know, Giannis or Bust, and I, I always feel like Giannis can, is always going to do his thing. It's the other guys, man, when they step up. When you start getting consistency out of Middleton and Holiday. And then the other guys help, like like he said, Connington played thirty minutes. Um, would you say Tim eleven and eight was the stats? I mean, those, those are those are and those, some of those were big points too. The energy from Portis. Um, I think I made a joke to you guys last night. I was like, PJ probably chipped in with his five points, you know, because that's every time I look at the stat line, he's always got five points. And uh, but everybody contributed and that's the Bucks team that we were used to seeing that was that was in the East Coast that or that was on the Eastern Conference that was cruising. And if they play like that mixed with Phoenix not shooting well, um, especially Devin Booker, and we'll talk about that probably here in a little bit. Um, this series can get flipped awful fast. Yeah. 
and, and the two things that I noticed, um, one, the, the early sub out of Giannis, if you guys, if you guys watched it, like, like three or four minutes into the game, dude, he called for a sub and went out kind of early in the game, which, you know, I, I don't know if that's something they're trying to do where they're trying to get him an early rest or an early break. Um, but the last couple of games, he subbed out fairly early. The second thing I noticed is that the series is starting to go on. Um, and I mean, I hate to say this because they're NBA athletes and those guys are, they prepare their bodies like no other, but it looks like Devin Booker's getting a little bit of the, of the tired legs. Um, and I, like I said, I hate to say that because those guys are professional athletes. They spend millions on their bodies, but you know, Monty Williams pulled him out and he did not play in the fourth quarter at all. Um, is it something you you guys are seeing? I, I know he's missed shots. Um, like last night, he was three or 14, one to seven from three. Um, you know, he only had 10 points. Um, is it something where, is it a fatigue factor? Is it is it something that it's a more of a mental thing? What, what is it with Devin Booker? Like I said, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's something with his body because, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe he has got the tired legs. But, Tim, you brought up a good point before this. Like when you get done usually in April, and now you're playing into July. Like, that's that's a big difference. Yeah, I think you just had a bad shooting night, man. I think, you know, like, he's been pretty lights out this whole postseason. So, I think he was due to kind of have a bad game here or there. And, you know, I think uh, game, you know, other than the second half of game two, he really hasn't been great by any means. But I'm not necessarily worried about him the rest of the series. I think that mm-hmm. something's going to eventually. He's too, he's too good of a shot maker. Mm-hmm. So, something's going to click. Um, yeah. And obviously, Tim, you have Chris Paul. You know, that definitely helps. And, you know, whether, whether it's taking pressure off you or getting you open shots, he has that. Obviously, we know he has that ability. So, yeah, man, I'm not worried about it. I think uh, the benefit, too, is while he hasn't been great, you know, the things they're getting from McHale and Aiton and Cam Johnson, you know, really have helped us team a lot as well. So uh, I still feel pretty good about this Suns team. I think, you know, I, I said Suns in six, and that still looks like that's very well in play, obviously. So, um yeah, man, I think it's going to be really fun. You know, we still – anything can happen these next couple of weeks with the rest of the series. But, uh, yeah, I really like – I'm not necessarily concerned about where Devin Booker is. I think it's just kind of – you know, it happens. He was due for a bad game here and there. Yeah, and I applaud I applaud Monty Williams too for for, for pulling him and, and, and letting him sit. And I mean, I, like you said, one bad game is what it is. Odellis? Uh, ben and uh, Tim I wanted to touch on is – is I don't, uh, you know, in the we talked about uh, from the very first series of the playoffs, you know, one of Phoenix's kind of unsung hero, not really an unsung hero, but the guy that, you know, just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing was Aiton. Yeah. And, uh, he just kept getting better and better and better and better. And last night, uh, for most of the game, he played fairly well, and he got into some foul trouble early, and uh, they had to pull him out. And um, I, I noticed when they pulled him out, though, uh, they subbed him with Cam Johnson and Cam Johnson came in and, and scored like a quick 10 points, uh, super fast. And that was when they cut the lead down, but then, um, Aiton got his fifth foul and they basically just never put him back in the game. Yeah. And, you know, you basically fouled your own guy out by like not letting him go back in. And, you know, um, if, if they're going to compete with, Milwaukee size and, and when I say size I'm talking about when 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 Milwaukee goes 
with their lineup and they're like Giannis and Lopez and Portis and you know you're talking basically seven foot seven foot and six ten like they're gonna have to play some of their guys at the same time so like Cam Johnson and Aiton and and some of those guys and um I don't know just seemed like the game got close and then some of those substitutions kind of is what blew the game out. And then he kind of packed it in and said, let's go ahead and wait for game four. So yeah, I commended everybody else was talking kind of crazy. Like, I can't believe you took your starters out so early. I'm like, man, those guys look gassed. Mm-hmm. Like they look completely gassed. I mean, Chris Paul at his age, like they, they just all need to just go ahead and throw in the towel, man. Like you got to, you got your two games at home. You fought for three quarters. You weren't going to win the game, pull them out, regroup, let some of these young guys get in, get some minutes, get some uh, experience, and then roll to the next game. I mean, they got what a, a three day rest. God, they get like a seven day rest between every game. Say. It's like, God, is this an NFL <laughs> schedule? It's like the it's like the Texas rodeo is going through San Antonio. Like, oh my they, god, yeah, eleven day rest. <laughs> we really need like three days off for the finals. Like, is that are we sure we need that? Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I don't agree with that at all. Also, uh, Scott Foster officiated last night's game, so now Chris Paul is in playoff games officiated by Scott Foster is 0-13. Is it 0-11? Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's a that's an interesting fact. Oh, good. Wow. 0-11. Wow. Does anybody want to bring up maybe the play of the night? <laughs> that was a charge. I don't care what you said. Hey, I said the same thing. I was like, "How are they just not going to not call that a charge?" That's a charge. I don't care about the gathering motion and all. Like, dude, that's a charge. Like, like if you get dunked on, you get dunked on. I, I, I mean, that's fine. But uh, I, I don't see how you don't call that a charge. Like, like he was set. Dude took off, hit him in the chest, knocked him down. Like, that's a charge. Now, yeah, he like Luke Kang kicked him. Right. Yeah. He freaking kicked him in his chest. Like, how do you not call that a charge? I don't care. It was sweet. It was sweet. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, it was you can definitely what a it sick is dunk. all you want. It was cool. Yeah. It, it was definitely a sick dunk. And, and, uh, it, you know, hats off to, the, to Cam Johnson, dude. Like, he just exploded through him. Like, it was, it was pretty sick. It was pretty sick. It, it was pretty sick. Um, gentlemen, uh, I I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Team USA has lost again. Yep. In an exhibition game. This time to the Aussies. 9183. Um that's two losses now in exhibition games. Um we know they're not playing with their full uh complement of players. Uh, some of them are playing in the finals, Drew Holiday, Middleton, and Booker. Um, but a team with, you know, Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant, you know, the talent that they have on that team, um, is 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 this to be expected, one? And two, are you concerned that they've lost two games that they probably should have won? Well, uh, first we need to point out Nigeria won again tonight. Nigeria so, did one again. So I, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I think a lot of it is just, you know, a lot of those guys aren't there. You know, those, those guys in the finals aren't there just yet. Um, and all three have said they will be there. So, you know, you can count on them to be there once the series is over. Could be a really awkward plane ride over after the finals. And those three just being like, so, man, um, 
yeah no you know we won and you guys didn't and cool yeah right we all got to ride in a plane together to go play <laughs> on our on the same team together yeah. after we just battled for however many games it was and one of us won and lost which you know that think, that in itself would be a little awkward yeah and then if you go to, back to the 2019 world cup they've lost four of their last five games um team usa has but different rosters you know different situations yeah. um i think where i'm really worried is that i just don't think like i think they're fine i think they're you know they're going to be good enough to win um, anytime you have kevin durant on your team obviously like you have a shot and all the other dudes they have but they're not very big um if you look at their big men it's not necessarily you know these giant dudes by any means so um you're looking at you know bam draymond kevin love those are your big men and yeah. i don't necessarily love that per se even though i like those players a lot um but i still expect they'll win i just don't think it's going to be the typical team usa route where they just blow everyone out of the gym and dominate everyone they're going to get some big wins don't get me wrong um but there's no angola in this in this olympics like in 92 right. what are your thoughts josh I'm kind of with Tim. I uh, I don't I don't put much into these exhibition games right now. Um, I think they're using him as as a, as a tune up. I mean, obviously they want to win. I think they're using them as tune ups to try to figure out what's going to work best, lineups, things like that. Um, there's two really good guys that are shooters that aren't there yet that they'll have over there uh, in Middleton and Booker. Um, the one I, I didn't see a lot of highlights from this game. But the one thing I do know that they need to do is get away from the ISO ball. Um, you know, a lot of teams over, overseas, man, they play really good team ball. They pass the ball well. If you watched any of the Nigeria game, like they were just they were just passing the ball around the horn until they got an open shot. I mean, I think they hit 23s. And um, I think that international game was a little bit is a little bit more physical. Caught up. They let them play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think we just need some time to adjust. And uh, like I said, by the time that was it July 23rd or 25th rolls around, I think the USA will be fine. Um, yeah. They don't have much time to practice together. I think the first game was for only four days that they had as a team. Um, you know, all those guys are coming. A lot of them are coming from the playoffs. You know, they, they, I just, I just think they need some time. That's all. It's not like the it's not like some of the dream teams in the past where we put them together and they had time together before uh, they got to play. You got to think this finals alone is already pushed into July. Right. So Good point. They're they're not they're not getting all those reps they would normally get together as a team before they go play these exhibition games. So. Yeah. You, you think about this: the, the original dream team had two, pretty much camps. Like they had one camp in like out west like in utah or denver or something like that then they went down to the uh french riviera and had another camp like they had two camps over the summer to get ready for the olympics in order for them to play together and they had scrimmages with the college kids they had scrimmages against other pros they had a lot of time to get together you're, you're trying to throw a guys that have been playing in the playoffs in a in a shortened season that came from a bubble and now you're trying to throw them together uh and try to make something match and match, um, you know, I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, the one thing that I'm not concerned about 
is their coach, and that's Greg Popovich. I got a lot of faith in Greg Popovich, and he knows what he's doing. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch the games. I don't know sub patterns. I don't know who he's trying to play with. Who Did he have? They don't either. So well, he, right, you know what I mean. So I mean, it's it's all a feeling out process. I'm not concerned. You're Did he get, have tonight? Because I know I know the other night, like Mike Brown was doing a lot of the coaching. Right. Yeah, tonight was a lot of like it looked like Jay Wright was calling a lot of sets. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of different things going on there. A lot of different mixtures. A lot of different. Uh, yeah, we're out here catfishing people, man. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you know what I mean? People are going to get their hopes up, and then it's going to, you know, USA is falling. But I think everything's fine. I don't. I'm not too yeah. concerned about it. I have faith in Greg Popovich. I got faith in Kevin Durant, and I got faith in Dame, Dame Lillard and those guys that they're going to get it done. I'm not. Not too concerned about it. You also have to think too. A lot of these guys, I mean, they've probably you know they played in Team USA like under nineteen and stuff like that. But like a lot of these guys haven't played this before. They don't like yeah. you know know like how other countries play. And yeah, they're certainly more talented than everyone they're gonna play. But like like Josh said, like international basketball has caught up. I don't know. Yep. I wouldn't say it's at the level of the United States yet by any means. But it's not like it used to be. Like. You know, obviously, like that 2018 when they sent LeBron, Kobe in their prime, and it's like they're like yeah. blowing everyone no, out of yeah. the gym. And then 2012 like, when they had LeBron, Kobe, and Durant, like I'm like, do they need to make a roster spot for Melo to come back? <laughs> Melo. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I, I was shocked he didn't. Honestly, not necessarily that he would have like been like helpful for the team, but um, you know, just to have him there to say he can get yet another gold medal potentially. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think that it's just kind of, like I said, like, it, you know, international basketball is different now. Um, I do also find it funny that people are like, because they've lost now. People are like, well, where are LeBron and Curry? Why aren't they playing? It's like, shut up. They got <laughs> enough talent. They're fine. <laughs> That's crazy. You're right, though. People do like, well, man, why is LeBron playing? What? Where's stuff? Like, really? Yeah. Like, is that is that what we're gonna do right now? Steph is golfing with Justin Timberlake right now. He's enjoying right. the summer. All right. He's hey, he's golfing with Justin Timberlake. He's trying to fight Canelo. So, yeah. <laughs> he's he's having a good summer. Let let that man yeah. live. You know what I mean? Let that man live. Yeah. Leave uh, Curry alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, gentlemen, the, the other big news, uh, NBA news, which I consider an NBA news because it's a big deal culturally. The release of Space Jam, The Next Generation, starring LeBron James. Um, I believe it drops this the 16th. Friday. This Friday? Friday. Um, I'll be at opening uh, night. For those of you that are, yeah, for those of you that have seen Space Jam, the original, um, you know, it's, it is a classic. Um, and, you know, I know people have their ideas and thoughts on somebody trying to make a, a, uh, a part two or a, a different version. Um, but I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to, to go see it. Uh, what are your all's thoughts on the new Space Jam coming out this Friday? I know, Tim, you've got tickets. Yeah, I got tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I got tickets. I'm excited, man. Um, I think a lot of it, the reason I'm excited is, I, it's just, you know, we've, we've been talking about this for 10 years. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's been rumored forever. LeBron James will be in the next Space Jam. I also like that it's not just the rewrite of the first movie. It's not like, you know, some giant, these aliens come in and they kind of did their own thing with it. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is going to be terrible because the first one was bad. And it's like, 
I don't know if people know this. My film make my film critique is kicking in here. Ryan Coogler doesn't make bad movies. It's just not a thing for him. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the guy that made Black Panther. Talk about the guy that made Creed, and he's producing this film. Like Ryan Coogler doesn't make bad films. Yeah. Um, so good. yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm not saying it's going to be like a cinematic classic by any means, but you know, LeBron's a pretty good actor. We saw it in Trainwreck. He was fantastic. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I feel confident that, you know, he won't be like out of his element. Um, I think one of the things I always laugh at in the first space jam is how uncharismatic Michael Jordan is because like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you guys know, you guys grew up with it. Like like, the Michael Jordan commercials where he's like really fun. It's like, sometimes I dream that he is me. And he's like all laughing and playing basketball Mm -hmm. with the kids. And then this movie, he's like, come on guys, we're not out of this yet. (laughs) <laughs> like that's not michael jordan um i will say the, sp- the soundtrack dropped on friday last week and it's nowhere near the soundtrack of the first spaceship movie there's no seal you know there's no monsters anthem which is there's no michael fucking... no no jam jam there is a who is a little uzi vert did a did a, did a, a mix of bump up the jam but it's not okay. as good as yeah um, yeah but it's good i mean it's got some people on there. My guy John Legend's on there. Okay. A couple times. Um, so yeah, I dig it, man. Uh, it's definitely worth a spin. Dame Dallas got a song on there, but yeah, Space Jam's gonna be fun, guys. You know, if That's you're going crazy. in there expecting to be a great film, then you're 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 already mistaking it. Right. As crazy as it sounds, I think the cameos are bigger than what the original movie had. I know mm-hmm. that the original movie had, you know, Barkley and Ewing and, and Larry Johnson. Uh, but if you kind of look at the the cameos in this movie, um, they did a good job with, you know, giving the the, the characters like their kind of own personal feel to the movie, um, giving them their little nicknames and stuff like that. You yeah. know, with Anthony Davis and Clay and Dame, and uh, I even think that uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. But I'm th- I was Zendaya. I was reading somewhere that Kyrie might be in the movie somewhere. I read that too. Um, I read that and I, uh, Don Cheadle said the thing is like, Michael Jordan is in Space Jam. It's just not how you would imagine he'll be. So Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Or someone's wearing the Space Jam 11s or something, probably. Right. Uh, I will tell you, Nike, Nike, if you guys haven't saw, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big into the marketing side of this. They put Damn. out like umpteen different pairs of LeBrons. I saw that. Movie. And they really. Put- Force ones with some um with some looney tunes characters i mean there's all kind of shoes coming out for this movie yeah man they did a lot so lebron ace did a space jam edition with glow in the dark souls they look pretty cool um hmm. yeah man it's gonna be i'm excited for it i you know i know a lot of people just want to shit on it because they can shit on it but like just it's gonna be fine like i yeah i'm with you man i got i'm excited uh, just because of the hype of it, like it's been so hyped up for so long. Um, and, and if you go in there wanting a, uh, a cinematic classic, you know, if you think you're going to go in there and watch the Titanic or a Gladiator, like, you're, you know, that's <laughs> not what it's going to be. Like, it's yeah. it's going to be a fun not movie. Titanic, huh? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be goofy. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to see some corny, cheesy stuff. But that's what it's supposed to be, man. Like, it's supposed to be a fun charismatic thing and anytime you have the looney tunes or something like i'm in like i you know bugs bonnie daffy like that's that's my stuff so 
Yeah, um, we're not talking about Citizen Kane here, people. Yeah, you know what I mean. No Shawshank. Like this is this is what, <laughs> this is what it is, man. It is what it is. It's, it's going to be a good, wholesome, che- you know, cheesy, fun movie, just like the original Space Jam was. But the original Space Jam wasn't a cult. I mean, it wasn't a classic. Like it was just Space Jam, you know. So yeah, you go in there one, thinking the that you're going to have sucks. fun. Let's call hey, it. I will this. tell you guys. I would tell you guys, <laughs> if you've not done it in a while. Go back and watch the original Space Jam. Oh, buddy, I own the 25th anniversary special <laughs> yeah. edition Blu-ray. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I am invested. Yeah, it was my on a road trip probably two years ago. It was my kid's favorite. We saw it four times on our way to Florida and on our way back from Florida. Like it was oh. like it was like it was one of their one of their favorites. So um yeah, it's it's it so if you're going there expecting some kind of some kind of classic, like then you're just gonna miss the whole point of having a fun, cool movie. Uh, with a mega star like LeBron and his and his buddies who are in the film, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be what it is. I think it's gonna be a cool movie. Yeah. Um. So, are you guys you guys watching on HBO Max? You guys going to see it or? I don't know. Um, My kids are really big about going to the movie theater, so we'll probably go to the movies and see it. I yeah. love being back at the movie theaters, man. I saw Black Widow last week back in theaters. Love awesome. it. Fantastic. A lot of fun. I got yeah, my kids want to go see it. They want to go see that in, in Space Jam. In the I got I got drug into seeing Fast Nine. Oh boy! Oh, oh man. Lord! Ow! Yeah. <laughs> I think like I'm gonna say this, and this is just because I'm a fan of him from his wrestling days. I think John Cena might be the best actor to be in bad movies because, truthfully, if you watch him act, you're like, oh, he can he can hold his own on the big screen. But you're like, he did like 12 rounds. That was really bad. He's done this yeah. movie like. Uh, he was horrible in Bumblebee. Sorry, he, he's like the worst acting ever. I honestly <laughs> forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had some tough ones. But I will. You t- know, he's he persistent. Wasn't, he wasn't bad in Fast Nine. He really wasn't. Really? Well, that's no. good to know. That's good. I'll never see it, but it's good to know. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> ugh, don't get me started on those movies. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, getting to wrap with you guys one more time is always fun um make sure you guys check us out on the socials uh twitters and instagram at 48 minutes ntwrk also check out our facebook feed and our youtube channel um i know that the return of hoop cinema will be coming soon uh, i know tim is going to go see space jam 2 on friday uh so i know the return of hoop cinema is coming yep uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out also we will drop another pod uh, either either before the end of the series or right after the end of the series um, so we can kind of get a recap of what's going on. Uh, make sure that you guys also download the pod on where you listen to podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple. If you're downloaded on Apple, please make sure you're five-star reviewing. We love them and we appreciate them. Make sure you five-star review. Um, so for my boy, Timmy D, and Joshua Odellis, Pharrellis Hayes, we will catch you guys down the road. Peace.